This is Jeffrey Aaron, and welcome to today's Flying Talkers. Well, this could be the week that the world has been waiting for, as that awaited, awaited, and so awaited imminent vaccine is on the boards to begin deliveries. From India to Indiana, the world will be able to breathe a long sigh of relief as air cargo jumps center stage to commence what could be the greatest airlift in history. The world, specifically the logistics industry, did lose quite a lot of time tackling and understanding the COVID virus. That's a fact. Through all of this, logistics was not in the picture as no one knew what to expect and what to deliver. But now, as we're getting closer to the real action, with companies like Pfizer's and a few others ready to hit the market, post their requested or required trials and approvals, the focus has shifted to supply chain management and logistics, and of course, end delivery. So we talked to some people in India, forwarders like Shesh Kulkarni, Managing Director of Noetum Logistics in Hunad Gandhi, Managing Director of ASL India Subcontinent Air and Sea Logistics and others who handle pharma. And they have been on the ball and are ready to spite the challenges. Listen to them speak. Gandhi said, pharma companies are ready. They've been working on this topic since the outbreak of the pandemic and have significantly scaled up their infrastructure over the past six months. In normal cases, Kulkarni said, pharma products move in the following temperature controlled zones, 15 to 25 degrees centigrade, which is normally termed as ambient temperature, or in two to eight degrees centigrade. But the COVID vaccine has to be stored in minus 75 degrees centigrade. This is what the vaccine from Pfizer requires. Well, we're wondering, is the trade ready? No, Kalkarni said, this is not the normal storage. Temperatures available are used by pharma companies for logistics. Some of the perishables, food companies that transport meat might have this infrastructure, but pharma products cannot be co-loaded with food products or stored in place, which has been used for storage of perishable food products, Kalkarni said. India is perhaps the biggest manufacturers of vaccine in the world. And as Chayatli Mehta, director of EKF Global Logistics, PVT, said, we've been handling vaccines very well, but this time around things will be different because of the sheer volumes and tonnage to be shipped out. The question that's uppermost in most people's thoughts right now is, is our infrastructure ready? Air cargo stakeholders believe that is the challenge. And we've heard it again and again and again. So Meta said, I don't think any country, full honesty, can say they're ready. Vaccines, she said, have always been exported, but no one realized their importance in our lives until COVID. The volume of vaccines be exported right now and expected to be exported from next year, mid to end of January, according to the information being circulated, will be so huge that no matter how prepared we are until the vaccines actually start moving out and until the first set of shipments actually gets shipped, it won't be possible to judge where everyone stands and what needs to be done, she said. Smart lady. So the pharma industry and logistics companies are working on a war footing to build infrastructure, said Kalkarni. However, he agreed that large-scale and long-term solutions were still not ready and available. Some have claimed that they were pharma-ready, which incidentally we all are. But for handling vaccine shipments, the answer is no. We're talking from India now. 
his reasons, Kalkarni said, the readiness has to be on multiple fronts. The following aspects involved will have to be ensured at all stages and strong need to be aligned and committed to delivering this product without any breach. Here's what they are. Transport service provider reefer trucks, warehouse service providers cold storage, airport infrastructure to support storage and handling, airlines ability to handle this freight through transit, besides last mile, mile and final delivery to clinics. Lastly, there has to be proper infrastructure at clinics. Kalkarni said the math mammoth exercise has begun. We're far from ready today, but hopefully it will not be too long before the pharma and logistics companies conquer the challenge. And he has it a guest. We're still 60 to 90 days away from tabling some serious sustainable model. Now that's from a leading guy in India. And these issues are not only India's, but other countries too. And these will impact the purchase of vaccines along with planning the entire supply chain. This will involve the airlines that have stopped flying to cities of vaccine-buying countries to restart their routes, as well as reviving the routes of those carriers that have stopped certain uh, routes to non-vaccine-buying countries. In India, will special incentives be offered not only to manufacturer exporters, but also to other industries that would be the back-end supporting, providing critical material for the manufacturer, as well as packing of the products, amongst other things? The major challenge that forwarders, or rather the air cargo community, will face was brought up by Bharat Thakur, director of Zeus Air Services and former president of the Air Cargo Agents Association of India. Bharat pointed out that forwarders and those involved in the transportation of vaccines had not factored in the challenges they would face in Africa. Thakur mentioned that India's Serum Institute has been the global leader in supplying over 66% of global vaccine. And with Prime Minister Modi assuring global leaders assistance to reach vaccines to them, there would be problems reaching vaccines safely to African nations. Somewhat similar problems can also be faced in India, Thakur said, quote, while I'm not trying to point fingers at my fraternity, not just in India, but globally, the fact remains that there is very weak cold chain transportation coverage in the African continent and most work with agents without self-controlled network. Well, that's a view from Tirthankar Ghosh talking to some people in India as we move closer to delivering the vaccine. This is Jeffrey Aaron. Talkers podcast is brought to you today by ATC, One World, One Global, GSSA. Contact ATC COVID Vaccine Task Force Specialists as we get ready for the big push to help cure the world of this dreaded disease. Contact Thomas Baumert, 
He's the group pharma specialist at ATC. Contact Volker Donkaki. He's the group manager of charter and solutions at ATC. And they're both available at vaccine at atc-aviation.com. ATC Aviation Services represent 70 airlines in 32 countries, and we're ready to serve you. Solutions are developed with our global airline partners on their existing scheduled networks covering 500 destinations, as well as on dedicated freighter and prater charters. So stay home, stay clean, stay safe, and leave delivering the vaccine to us. ATC, one global air cargo solution. Meantime, the UN has called for the world to lift transportation. International transport and supply chains are key, the UN says, to COVID-19 recovery. That's a force of eight UN organizations. They got together, well, I guess it was back in late September, but worth repeating or bringing to your attention, perhaps for the first time, urging world governments to take a risk-based approach to restoring maritime, air, and inland connectivity with minimal restrictions. The call comes from the United Nations Conference on Trade and Development, the International Maritime Organization, the International Civil Aviation Organization, ICAO, United Nations Economic Commission for Africa, the United Nations Economic Commission for Europe, and the Economic Commission for Latin America, Caribbean, and also the Commission for Asia Pacific, and the same commission for Western Asia. So everybody got together and sent out a call. They point out that the international transport and integrated supply chains are playing a critical role in achieving the United Nations SDGs and keeping trade flowing during the global effort against COVID-19. That'll come into play even more as the vaccines are getting ready to be delivered. The social and economic disruption of the COVID-19 pandemic is impacting countries, as we all know, in efforts to improve livelihoods and achieve a sustainable development goals, the SDGs I mentioned earlier. This is from the UN. The early responses to restraining the spread of COVID-19 negatively impacted all transport operations, as we know, leading to severe disruptions of supply chains and trade flows worldwide. The eight UN organizations stress that international transport and integrated supply chains are critical in recovering from COVID-19 and achieving the SDGs, ensuring that ships keep moving, ports remain open, and cross-border trade continues flowing requires further reforms to digitalization and demilitarization of processes. Many of our Yucatan solutions help to achieve this, said Yucatan Secretary General Mukasey Katiui. It's important to highlight that these solutions help ensure smoother trade and the protection of transport workers and population from the virus, he added. Now on the sea, the crisis faced by seafarers as the inability to move to and from ships, it needs attention and still needs attention to keep the maritime transport operational and to prevent disruption of supply chains, uh, chains Mr. Katui declared. 
Currently, seafarers have been collateral victims of the COVID-19 crisis as travel restrictions have led tens of thousands of them stranded or unable to join ships. As of late this summer, it's estimated that more than 300,000 seafarers required immediate repatriation with many more serving on extended crew contracts who are overdue to return home. A similar number of seafarers urgently need to join ships to replace them, Mr. Kitui said. In the air, the UN executive also pointed to special attention that must be given to the facilitation of entry, departure, and transit of aircraft engaged in relief flights in light of the urgent need to ensure sustainability of the global air cargo supply chain and its links with other models to maintain the continuous availability of medical equipment as well as masks and other health and hygiene-related goods, not to mention the crushing amount of cargo that will be at the doorstep as the vaccines become available. We are calling therefore on all governments, UN said, to maximize the combination of international trade and supply chains to a sustainable socioeconomic recovery in post-20 COVID-19 times through greater use of international legal instruments and standards, as well as strengthen regional and sectoral cooperation. Implementation of globally and regionally harmonized, mutually accepted measures is vital. These measures should be compatible with safety and security requirements proportionate to the improvement of public health, flexible where possible, great exemptions, example and waivers where appropriate, and to allow for a viable economic recovery and safeguarded so as to not distort markets, the UN said. For air transport, UN said, states are invited to follow the key principles in the ICAO Council Aviation Recovery Task Force, it's called CART, C-A-R-T, Report 11, and implement recommendations and guidelines. And finally, one more call for paperless. In this unprecedented situation, the UN group said, when physical contacts are not recommended, automation and Dematerialization are key enablers to trade and transport facilitation. Therefore, we support further digitalization of trade and customs procedures using global United Nations standards to ensure the fast and secure exchange of data and information concerning cargo and means of transport. This needs to be coupled with accession to and full implementation of the United Nations legal instruments on transport, in particular, those relating to transport facilitations and paperless trade. Finally, put on your muffler because Dokash Opticooler brings in the cold. Andrea Seitz, Managing Director of Dokash, has some great words to tell you about his company located in Montebauer, a picturesque German village with a big yellow castle looking over things about an hour from Frankfurt Airport. Dokash has been in the container business for more than 30 years and in the temperature control solution since 2013. The company says it has just what you're looking for in 2020 as the pharma thing just ramps up out of sight. 
as it also operates a big container station for its popular OptiCooler and other containers just a stone's throw away from Frankfurt on mine. In Kalsterbach, a made-up airport town with a couple of good restaurants, I might add. But anyway, like everyone in the air cargo sector, the pandemic and its impact came as a shock, Andrea said, and we were confronted with many unexpected problems. The reduced and unstable global flight network, especially with the breakdown of belly freight capacities, was a huge challenge. It made any kind of transport more complicated because even urgent deliveries could not always be accommodated, and it was sometimes hard to reposition empty containers. At the same time, demand for active temperature regulated transport solutions was rising. While this was good news for us, it was still a challenge because of the heavily reduced air cargo capacities. However, due to the great collaboration and commitment of our partners, really it's up to them, our agile internal processes and our spare stock, in other words, they got parts, we managed to face these challenges and adapted to the unusual situation quickly. We're focusing on OptiCooler, obviously. That's that big container that carries all kinds of stuff. From what we know, currently most of the vaccines will require temperature-regulated transports, many in the range of 2 degrees Celsius to 8 degrees Celsius, which is what the OptiCooler is designed for. Even under extreme conditions at varying, varying between very low and very high temperature, OptiCooler keeps the cargo, it keeps its cool very well within that range. OptiCooler is quickly available because it can be configured with a simple push of a button and is available at different locations around the world. It offers highest quality and reliability and there's no better technology today than active rechargeable containers to manage the many uncertainties of the global cool change. We focus, on the other hand, on air cargo, ULDs only which is our core competence for 30 years. We will not step into non-ULD passive boxes since OptiCooler Wrap uses lower deck capacity of an aircraft to maximize on one pallet space. Developing a special solution for minus 40 degrees Celsius or minus 80 degrees Celsius would be too late for the vaccine peak and may not be needed after the vaccine campaigns. However, we are still adapting and optimizing our internal processes to ensure the highest availability of the OptiCooler in challenging times. We're wondering about the capability, we ask Andreas, of the global industry to meet the demand. This is what he said. IATA recently estimated that 8,000 jumbo jets will be necessary to transport all the vaccines. This shows the scope of the challenge we'll have to face. Probably all these transports will require temperature control transport solutions. While many of these are in the uh, minus two to plus eight degrees Celsius range, some will even require temperatures around minus 80 degrees. These in particular will pose a real challenge. We learn more about what will be necessary for the transport every day, but the capacities are still limited. 
and vaccine transport will probably occur together with the recovery of the global economy, while intercontinental passenger flights will not recover at the same speed. In turn, the belly capacity will be quite limited and there will be capacity shortages. However, Andrea said, we are sure that air cargo is preparing itself properly. The upcoming situation is difficult, but manageable if everybody along the supply chain is acting responsibly. It's crucial that everyone from farmer producers to airlines are cooperating every step of the way. Close cooperation over the entire cool chain is the prime directive. Since the number of packaging solutions by all suppliers is limited, a turnaround time as short as possible and a secure repositioning may become key. For example, containers could probably be unloaded as soon as possible upon arrival to be returned empty on the same charter aircraft. Well said. Wonder, in all of this, Andreas, what surprised you? Aside the total and subtle breakdown of air cargo capacities, well, I was pleasantly surprised by the following resilience of the air cargo industry and the ability to adapt. Air cargo quickly managed to reorganize itself and focused on priority transports like pharma. The way all stakeholders worked together and established new solutions was astonishing. This also includes responsible aviation authorities. Look, everyone knew what was at stake and in turn the collaboration between airlines, forwarders and authorities was quick and efficient. Instead of slow bureaucratic procedures, snail pace, turtle moves, whatever you want to say, new solutions were established in a rather short amount of time. Best example of this are Praters, P-R-E-I-G-H-T-E-R-S. Airlines around the world quickly started converting their passenger planes to handle the demand, despite reduced capacity, in particular for life-saving medicines. But in the cool chain business, over the last years, things have improved mightily, and the responsible stakeholders have become much more aware of the importance and requirement of cool chain transport. As always, there's room for further improvement. Several aspects of the cool chain are still quite manual, and every packaging solution, active as well as passive, needs certain and specific care. Airlines must 100% comply with their operation procedures. This is what uh, Andrea Seitz said, in particular for temperature-controlled shipments. This is and will be a challenging without enhancing digitalization. It is not full transparency about the shipment and the specific conditions at any time, but also the ability to take immediate corrective action if there's a deviation to the standard operating procedure detected during a transport to avoid a temperature deviation. Well, so we ask we ask uh, this very well-spoken, very uh, adroit individual exactly what does he want people to know about Dokash. And we used a word picture to tell him, imagine you're at a trade show, something you're not going to be at this year for sure. We're hopeful for next year. And so people walk into your booth and say, tell me your story in two minutes. Why do you matter, Dokash, and what can I expect from you? I don't need two minutes. Try 30 seconds. 
the Dokash Opticooler Promise. Expect highest reliability and availability combined with biggest volume means lowest air cargo cost per pallet and most easiness to deal with. Ready to fly with just two clicks. The Opticooler protects the most temperature sensitive and risky cargo like flying a cool warehouse at any climate and any temperature and without most unlimited routine compared to passive solutions. Well, that's the manager of Dokash in Germany, Andreas Seitz. And this is Jeffrey Aaron thanking you for your time this time. Life is getting more exciting. Saying, keep them flying, air cargo. Goodbye. Good, Lou.